How can we help you, officer? Dick Jones is wanted for murder. This is absurd! That thing is a violent mechanical psychopath! My program will not allow me to act against an officer of this company. These are serious charges. What is your evidence? I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. I want a chopper, now! We will walk to the roof very calmly. I will board the chopper with my hostage. Anybody tries to stop me? The old geezer gets it. Dick, you're fired! Thank you. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 50. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, the only all-male podcast that admits that we love a good man in uniform. Mm. Episode 50 over the hill, huh? 50, baby. <laughs> That's 40. Uh, for, so 40 is the new 50 now. <laughs> you know what, Jim? So, so for those of you that, that don't see us while we record this podcast, which is none of you, we Jim and I have a drum off during the, the opening music, and we always play the drums and this day about to last week and, and this week I watched his feet to see oh, if he does the kick drum patterns along with me and last week I was like because the hand patterns are the same and I'm like he's not doing the feet last week so I started watching <laughs> and he caught me caught me snooping a peek this time my air my air double bass is not up, <laughs> it's, it's not up the snow. but he started ladies and gentlemen round of applause James yeah, All right. I'll, I'll, I'll so what's going on, gentlemen? Uh, well, I'm Mike. <clears throat> I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. <laughs> now that that's out of the way, what's going on, guys? Uh, not too much. We're 50 years old. We are 50 years old. You know what that means, right? Ah, uh, tattoo time, baby. Yeah, we said we it. We did it. It's coming. We, we said it. We probably said it thinking that there's no way we would ever commit to something for long enough to actually... Nope follow through but well, now it, we're all going we to get think, matching tattoos we didn't think anybody was going to listen to us and then our numbers started going up and going up and going up and by the time we hit number 50 get the tattoo they're going down and down and down it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> except, except for a couple a couple weeks ago where i have no idea what happened i, I don't know uh i don't know if you people have daddy issues or <laughs> what it is about our episode what do you mean you people what do you, what do you mean you people <laughs> no uh our episode called um i think my dad's gone crazy no, our father's day episode our father's day episode it's is our highest number i'll see what it's at right it's now. our most popular episode <laughs> in the past 50 episodes it's already i think it broke a, I, I think it broke 400 today no did it really i think so I was at, but you, it was a high threes last time I looked. But you know what? Whether if it's 400 listens or 10 listens, it doesn't matter because it's fun to do. And, oh, and yeah. we appreciate everyone that listens <laughs> yep, to yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's, we, we are literally at 399 ah. right now. We need one more play. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, well, nobody's looking. I'm going to turn around and, and put it on my phone just so I can be the guy that broke 400. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, every other podcast is listening to this going, 399, that's a bad week for I get, yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get 399 like the second I put it out. <laughs> Listen, we're not as cool as everybody else. 
Um, Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, uh, not much coming off of another hot weekend, you know, just well, doing the thing. Well, we talked about all of our weddings and crazy shit we had last week, and now those things are in the past. We had a wedding. I stood up on in a wedding on um, Friday. I was co-best man. I took your wife as a date. You did take my wife as a date. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, he even, I, he even, uh, I unloaded her on him for the rest of the <laughs> night. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a weird way of putting that. <laughs> I think I've seen that in a porno before. It was the first time Mike's gotten laid in 17 years. So yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, well. You're welcome. This is, why, this is why your kids look like me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then we uh, then we immediately the next day had to drive up to uh, a bachelor party, uh -huh. which we, which we were all there, right? Jay, you were were you there? Who, <laughs> no, no, I don't think I knew the guy. Oh, it was, oh, for, yeah. it was for our, our our good friend. Uh, you don't know him? who? Uh, our good friend Brian. Oh, Brian had his bachelor party this weekend. Oh, oh, yeah. no, I, I wasn't invited. <laughs> oh. Uh, once again, <laughs> I, you've heard us say this probably several times on this show. Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> he doesn't listen anyway. We know you're not going to listen to this, so just I'm just putting it out there. Fuck you. Um, and with that being said, Jay, what are you, you've been working down at the Little Caesars I Arena. I do. The Detroit Red Wings are getting a brand new arena, and mm -hmm. so we've been down there doing some doing some work, helping my dad's company out there. <clears throat> and uh, uh, and yeah, it's how's awesome. it looking? Like shit. It? <laughs> no, it's it's really cool, but there's a ton of work. They have Kid Rock opening on September twelfth, and I can't imagine it being done by that time. It it looks like there's so much work that needs to be done that I could see maybe like the spring of next year, but but they're trying. Now, when did they? Because originally it wasn't because Paul McCartney's playing on like October second. It's, it's something right. I think that like was that. originally supposed to be the first show. Yeah, and then Kid Rock came in. He wanted to be the first. All ba with the ba and said, "Well, no way. That's I'm." I'm running for senator. I might as well. But Kid Rock is be the also guy, be, be the inaugural show at Little Caesars Kid Arena. Kid Rock's also like the king of like trashy rock, though. So having a concert in a trashy arena isn't going to be that far of a stretch, <laughs> yeah. right? So he, it doesn't necessarily he could easily need to move be his done. concert to like Diesel Concert Lounge or something, <laughs> there, you know. So yeah. So anyway, that's but it's cool. Um, it's fun. It's I paid, hard work. But. I paid part of your salary today because I enjoyed a Little Caesars pizza for dinner. Why? Well, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How much of it, Mike? <laughs> Half of it. <laughs> Mike weighs 100 pounds and ate half of a large pizza by himself. And, and, a, and a salad. And a large salad. Why are we talking about our diets? I don't know. Let's talk about beer. Let's talk about... Let's do, let's, yes. Beer yeah. and horrors. <laughs> so uh, this week we're talking about um, cop cop movies. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Yeah, the bad boys, you know. Yeah. Um, so we got three cop movies we're talking about. And Mike found a very appropriate. This beer. is this is kind of like beerception. A this little is beerception because it's a uh, mo it's a it's about movies. Our podcast that talks about beer, but the beer is named after is about movie. movies. Oh my god! <laughs> Wrap your head around that. Uh, this is from Oddside Ales in Grand Haven, Michigan. Uh -huh. um, this is an Imperial Black Citra Pale Ale called. Say Team it. Ramrod. <laughs> no, wrong. Car Ramrod. Car Ramrod. Say it. it. Say it. Say Car Ramrod. Uh, if you don't know, Car Ramrod is from Super Troopers. Yep, that is all about cops as well. You said Team Ramrod because that's the name of your kayak team that you have with Carney. No, no, it was with uh, it was with our buddy Kelly. Oh, I thought that was with no, it was, no, Car it was with Carney. It, it Carney? doesn't matter. I don't know. It shut up. It does. Shut up. It does because <laughs> Carney listens to the show, and if, and if we, oh, well, I have Carney. I have lots of teams with lots of guys. Okay. <laughs> it's mostly like let's hit the showers kind of stuff. Like they just. They putz around doing whatever for 
five minutes and then let's hit the shower, boys. <laughs> all right. Does this all right. have any? This doesn't have anything in it that Jay can't have. Oh, uh, right? lobster dicks. No, but, oh, it is, no. but it is. But it is nine percent. So. Oh. <laughs> I want all of them then. All right, car ramrod, imperial black citrus pale ale. Let's give it a try, Let's boys. Cheers. Wow, that Ooh. is tasty. That's a pretty full-bodied really beer. Good. That's really good. Oddside doesn't put out bad beers. No. <laughs> if you can get Oddside um, in your area, if it's imported outside of the state, um, it's 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 so worth it to track it down. They have one called Bean Flicker, and not only do I love the name, <laughs> but it is like the the tastiest coffee stout you'll ever uh, have in your life. <laughs> but but yeah, the, the, the flavor balance is just so even on this. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, it is. Um, it, they actually have they have a new uh, a, a new line out called Dank Juice that I really want to try. <laughs> it's like um, it's uh, it's pale ale made and it mixed with pineapple juice. I really? think that yeah, I think they have different flavors and stuff. But hmm. Oddside's kind of weird. They they I, they're called Oddside for a reason because they put out a lot of sort of strange beers, right? Yeah, like weird mixes and stuff. I'm not going to get too far into it, but uh, anyway, that's what we're drinking. Do you have anything to read for this one? Uh, no, there was nothing. I couldn't find anything online. Really? Well, I think. in that case, I got something for Do that. you really? Where'd you find it? Because I couldn't find anything. Yes. Mm. What you want? What you gonna do? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. That's all. Cop okay, episode. I, I had to do some cops theme music. Man. I just recently. I love. I love that show. Like, yeah, when they have cop marathons on TV, mm-hmm. I just get sucked right in. I just recently re- uh, rewatched um, the movies with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Oh yeah. Oh the co- bad boys yeah, movies. bad boys. Yeah. So I can't wait for the third one. I cannot wait for it. Oh, I didn't know there was a third yeah, one coming it's, it's been, out. It's been development for a while. Um, I just. So, yeah. Usually we talk about the stuff before we do the beer, but I still want to bring it up. Mm. I watched a TV show today yeah. that is, I think, going to be one of my favorite genre TV shows, like uh, uh, reality shows. It's called The Low Files. What's, Have you heard of this? No. It's Rob Lowe and his two kids traveling around investigating all these like paranormal things for real because really? they like these shows, but they look like they're all staged. And so it's just him and his two kids doing them themselves and seeing what they find. Really? And the, their first, the very first, it's on So uh, when you A&E. say they like these shows, like Ghost, ghost yeah. Hunters and... Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they love them all, but they the... want to know if they're fake or not. And so they went to this boys' home penitentiary and uh, it was a pretty crazy episode. They had like all the lights went off and the EMPs and all that, uh, uh, or EVPs and EVPs, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's funny because you think that like it's, it's set up because so much happens. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that separates this show from all the other ones is their reactions. Mm-hmm. They're very genuine reactions. And it's not well, scripted. He, he is still a professional actor. His kids, though, are not. His kids are not, though. And it's not scripted because the one kid says, this is crazy and this is nuts the entire episode. Mm. If it was scripted, he wouldn't be saying those lines over and over and over and over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Because it's would... almost annoying. So it's not like that. It's... We won't name this show, but we'll call it Ghost extravaganzas. <laughs> Dude, bro! Oh my god, I just saw the face of a ghost. You saw the face of a ghost? What did it look like? <laughs> it was goat. a ghost, man. Bro, bro it's bro. so yeah, cold it's, over it's here, It's not bro. like that at all. Like, it's genuine reactions, and they're like freaked oh, out by Oh, the camera stuff. shut like, off right when it was right there, but I saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. I would never expect a celebrity 
like paranormal show. They go out, they're looking for like alien bases and UFOs, and like, it's all this just crazy shit that they are, they've been into their whole lives. Well, that's cool. Maybe man. They, maybe they should find out, like get to the bottom of why Rob Lowe doesn't age and is still super handsome. Well, if his if his, <laughs> guy, if his wife's like any indication, inhuman. she doesn't either, and she's been with him for twenty six years. Why is she really beautiful? She looks she looks like she's his, in her twenties. I don't know what his wife who's who's his wife is it another actress? I don't know. Or? She's blonde and she's hot. <laughs> that's that's all that's all I need. They should hook up with uh, Tom DeLonge and help him find some some aliens, <laughs> oh, man. If they want to search that stuff, that's dude, who, I love that's, that's who needs his own show. He's fascinating to me right now. Isn't he going kind of nuts? No, no, it seems like it. But like the more that comes out about everything that he's doing, um, like everyone thought he was crazy when he was talking about Tom, working. Tom DeLonge is the singer and guitar player from Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, who by the way, basically quit the band to focus on alien research. But the thing is, is everyone thought he was crazy when it came out that he was talking to these government officials and all that but then when the WikiLeaks happened he was named in the WikiLeaks uh-huh. from the Clinton administration and so it gave credence to everything that he was doing and everyone was like oh shit he's really not crazy right <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 cool to see that unravel too yeah for so. sure anyway sorry I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, oh but... that's quite alright Michael alright so um, that brings us to dumb stuff I don't I don't say dumb stuff okay well Occasionally we say dumb stuff. So check right. this out. Yep. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. So this week, um, we don't have a lot of corrections. We have one, in fact. Was and it, this is a correction it? that spans the last two weeks. Is it Barbara Crampton? It is not Barbara Crampton. <laughs> so do you remember last week when we were talking about corrections? And I tried to correct you because you, uh, I said that you thought that it was Sponge that was the new kid. On Salute Your Shorts. On Salute Your Shorts. But it was Pinsky. And you argued with me, telling me that I needed to listen to the episode before I say these things. Mm -hmm. Um, Jay, uh, exhibit A, please, if you will. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Oh, it was Sponge. Sponge was the new kid, right? He was the nerd with the little glasses. Oh. um, Because he absorbed everything like a sponge. Wasn't there a girl on that show that went on to do big stuff? Porn? (laughs) <laughs> not not that kind of big stuff. No, like, she, um, fifteen to eighteen inches. <laughs> no, uh, no, well, there the, was the one dude like who was who was like the new camper. Yeah, he uh, he was in Rilo Kylie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, I'm you never right. said you never said Pinsky, and you thought that Sponge was the new camper in the beginning, which was my only correction last week. So fuck you. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're still not right because yes. you guys corrected me right in that moment. You, you go. I go. Sponge was the new kid, right? And you guys know. And Justin goes, "No, Sponge was the the nerdy no, kid." And then, I go, "But then oh, last okay, week when I on. said who it was, you go, yeah, I said that.' And Whatever. you didn't. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You, you need to go back and listen to this first, Mike. Listen, uh, guys. Listen. Feels, that feels good. No, uh, that feels good. And that's all the corrections, guys. So let's what? go into the sweet feed. That's not a. That's not a genuine <laughs> correction. I'm putting. I'm putting an X on it. That's right, folks, it's the Bleed Feed. If you're looking for horror news that you can really wrap your biscuit around, well, hot spitting monkey vomit. You found it, friend. And I love biscuits. Take it away, Charlie. <laughs> limp biscuits. Mm. Little mm. limpy ones. Douchebag! A little salty, a little sweet. Cheer! <laughs> All right, guys, uh, Bleed Feed time. There's some news, and I'm going to talk about it. Do it. 
Uh, so we got a uh, bleh, we got a physical release date. <laughs> That's a good way to start <laughs> this off. <laughs> I want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got finally have a physical release date for you're, the Friday the Thirteenth game. You're gonna die alone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's not nice. Yeah. Oh, I'll die with you, Michael. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Get yourself well and fucked, James. <laughs> All right, can I, can I talk now? No. All right, so we finally have a physical release date for the Friday the Thirteenth game. Okay. I bet you can't guess when it is. Tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is October. Oh. Friday oh. the Thirteenth. Big shock. Way to be original, guys. I'm gonna be at a shitty wedding that day. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> no, I really hope he's not listening to this. Um, also in news for uh, that game, though, is that uh, Kane Hodder uh, returned to the studio for more motion capture. Oh, cool. So they're going to be doing more kills and more uh, more motion capture stuff with him. So that means there's more stuff on the way, which is fantastic. I've been waiting for the game to be released physically. Mm-hmm. Those betas that you can be a part of, sometimes they're not great because there's <laughs> lots of lots of errors in them. The game's not done. You yeah. know, there's issues with the um, networking and whatnot. So I always tend to avoid them. I know a lot of people are having a lot of fun with it right now, but yeah. I'll jump in later and just be shitty at it. It's, it's fine. It's cool, though, too, because especially with a game like this, there's, like, there's really no limit to how much extra stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, they could, you know, like, they, they put out a new DLC or whatever. Another six months goes by. They come up with new, more creative kills. They get Kane back in there to come do some motion capture. Plus, they another have, DLC. They're gonna they be have twelve movies worth of material they can take right from, with different <clears throat> with different Jasons with different things. They, they're adding new Jasons. We have a new movie that's hopefully gonna be released sometime in the you know near future. Right. They can add onto that. Like there's, oh, yeah. there's it's never ending. They, they can should bring just Freddy into it. They should just have all the Jasons at once. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. They, it's, it really is never ending. It's fantastic. They can bring in. Any horror icon into this game if mm-hmm. they really wanted to, you know. Yeah, for sure. Finally, get Ash versus Freddy versus Jason, oh. video game style. You wish, right? <laughs> um, get down, boner. Um, okay, so we got <laughs> down, boy. We got we got two uh, other two two pieces of news uh, about runtimes for movies. God, I can't talk today. Suspiria is going to the new Suspiria movie is going to clock in at two hours and fifty minutes. Wow, I think you, you be, said that wrong. What's that? Said about wrong. Suspiria. <laughs> Sesperia. Sesperia. Um, two hours and 50 minutes, almost a three hour long movie Holy for Suspiria. Shit, really? Pretty crazy. Are you about to talk about it too? Yes. And yes. then it got a, a runtime of two hours and 15 minutes, which is much longer than its miniseries counterpart. Right. So that's pretty uh, pretty exciting. Speaking of it, right after we recorded last week, mm-hmm. the following day, we got our first it trailer. Mm. Or not the first one, but the new it trailer. Yes, sir. Um, and I was really looking forward to it because I, little by little, my, my excitement has been gaining for this movie. Yeah, for I started sure. off kind of meh about it, but I'm, I've been getting more and more about it. Give us the butt, Mike. This trailer, everyone's freaking out about it, saying that it's great and it's terrifying and this and that. It did nothing for me. Nothing. Nothing at Especially all? the scene at the end. Just killed it. It was a CGI See, you, you said that about You said that about the, the first trailer, too, yep, though. It yep, was like, you it, liked the entire first trailer, except for the very last thing where he's, like, jumping they, out of that pool. And they the did end. it again, though. In this one, he flies towards the camera, and it's, like, very CG. It's all CGI. It's all CG yeah. augmented, and, and it looks terrible. Right. It, well, just, no, it, it doesn't look good. I, I'm I sorry. I didn't say right to agree that it looks terrible. I don't necessarily think it looks terrible. It just... It, you could it, tell. It, it, really, it really caught me off guard, though. Even me I with like, like I got eye squigglies in my right eye, and I could still see that it was CGI. <laughs> it it didn't. Fit. Is, that, is that the actual medical diagnosis? Uh-huh. Eye squigglies. Eye squigglies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why, why didn't it do it for you? Uh, no, it just took me out of it. 
the, the rest of the trailer is just dark and atmospheric, and the kids are great, and everything looks like it's you know 80s or 70s, 80s, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's 1989 and then 2016. Yeah, yeah, which 27 years different. Which it'll be more than 27 years by the time the new movie comes out, well, the, yeah. the adult one, but whatever. Right. Um, I mean, it just everything looks time appropriate, but then you have this like CG thing that never happened in those old '80s movies. So it's 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 this juxtaposition of so, times, and but, it just doesn't work. But for wait, me. you said this. You said the trailer did nothing for you. The trailer didn't put it this way. The trailer. If, didn't, if they had taken that last two seconds out, would it have done something no, for you? No, and I'm not saying that it would. It wouldn't have been bad, but everything that we've seen from the get-go up to now, though, every time you see something new. It adds to it, you know. It makes it just a little bit more, a little bit better, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. This one, it just didn't add anything new for me. You know, everyone's saying how terrifying it is. Like, I didn't really think it was that scary. I didn't think that it was. It was just a trailer with, and it showed the kids. And you heard like, the voice this time around. And... Yeah, but that even that we heard it in the teaser. It didn't add anything new. Oh, uh, I mean, you didn't hear that. You heard him laugh in the teaser. Yeah, and the voice didn't really do anything though. Like the voice, I, said, I didn't. He hear said the... two words. He just said, "Sure, take it." Exactly, and and, and those two words kind of... didn't throw me over the edge or anything like that you know right. it was just like oh okay like it just didn't well i they they can't give i they we talked about this like they're we talked about it on the last episode i think they're easing us into it because there's so many people who are uh who kind of started off where we were where we were a little bit leery of it because we were fans of the original mm-hmm. and so they're easing us into it to to make sure they keep our attention yeah it wasn't i'm not saying that it was a bad trailer it just didn't progressed the hype train for me you know yeah. it, it kind of was like a it was a dud trailer to me like, <clears> they should have released the full full-length movie for the next trailer and mike would have been excited <laughs> i would have been <laughs> would that be enough for you mike release release the first five minutes of the movie <laughs> the first five minutes of the no, original miniseries been... were scary so that That's would be that would be pretty awesome so what you think of the new full-length movie trailer mike well <laughs> it, i like the whole thing but that last scene sucked <laughs> The last hour and a half just took me out of I don't, it. I don't even know what that next trailer is even going to be. <laughs> um, but did, you guys saw the international spot, right? The other, It's like a 30-second... I did, right before we came here. Yeah, and what did you think about that? That one, I think, and I think you'll agree with me, that one was almost, I think, at 30 seconds, was more effective than the two-and-a-half-minute trailer. That's the, good. I really like yeah. that one. The the fact of the, the showing... Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, there's a TV commercial or TV show, and Pennywise is sitting in like this crowd amongst a bunch of kids, and they're singing like the "Kill Them All" song, <laughs> yeah. and it's really creepy. And to see to see Pennywise in that setting worked worked a lot better because right. it's 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 more. I think I think it's more of what you're going to see in the movie, not just creepy him in a sewer. Right. But that gave you more of an idea of how you're going to see him. Right. Because because right. in the in the in the original miniseries, he pops up in. Uh, not really visions, but like he pops up in places where he shouldn't be. Like he's exactly. in that picture book that they're looking at, yep. which slides. is which is pretty much like the slides that they're showing mm-hmm. in the in the trailer and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, that I, one was still... that one was more effective, and that one actually got me excited again after the longer right. trailer. You know? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we'll see. Anyway, what else do you have? It's still gonna be shitty. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. You'll you'll enjoy this. Um. The original Scary Stories books were just re-released in a three-book pack with all of the original artwork. You're fucking right. Damn straight. Uh, why Why they ever decided to take... Stephen Gamble is one of my, like, because of the Scary Stories books. I mean, he's just a... He's, a, he's an, an amazing illustrator, an amazing artist in general. But that's what made those books so scary. Yep. The stories themselves were not that scary, but... 
I, those visuals though you can the visuals like i remember reading there was a the the um it, it, there was one called Harold, and it was about a, a scarecrow that came to life and i read that story back before i ever saw any of the child's play movies because i was too scared to watch any of the child's play movies yeah. and the visual of Harold hanging like the that Stephen Gamble artwork reminded me of chucky so i read that story along with that visual and it scared the hell out of me yeah I mean, you could you could you could tell the story of like the Super Mario Brothers with his artwork, and yeah. it would be a fucking horror story. Yeah, dude. You know, and he's like, if they you... all ate shrooms, <laughs> and this dinosaur came and ate the princess, <laughs> and like you imagine, you know, like you could easily turn that into a horror story. My point is, with though, his like, artwork. my point is, like, you don't even need to the 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 stories don't even need to be that scary for his artwork to mm -hmm. be effective. Mm -hmm. Like, you could. Uh, you could just look at the illustrations in those books and be terrified. Make up your own stories based on them. Right. And yeah. there's so many people who, there's so many people who try and, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to speak poorly about, uh, about artists who are doing their thing because that's, that's amazing. So I, w I won't say there are people who are trying to copy him, but there's definitely, you can see when somebody is heavily influenced by Fucking his Fucking posers. You. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it's bad for me to say that I shouldn't because it's just like how we yeah. would we would write tunes that sounded like another band so it's the same. We had thing. a song called the Story of the Year song. <laughs> we did. Right. Did we? In the, in the thrice song, and we I'm did. not think they ever got finished. <laughs> <We did>. but... <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, so that's cool. Uh, speaking of Chucky, you just brought Chucky up. Uh, we got a new screen cap from Cult of Chucky that shows our lovable favorite Chucky doll next to the Tiffany doll. Oh. oh yeah nice um and i was um i was listening to that uh movie crypt podcast today with don mancini that was on it and they're talking about the new movie and this and that and he's not giving a whole lot away but he was talking about the new movie and all he can say is that cult of chucky is a total mindfuck movie he goes it's like inception you don't know what's real you don't know what's not real really yeah so that's what this new cult of chucky is about and interesting it, and it's heavily influenced by nightmare three uh, oh. dream warriors in okay. the hospital and whatnot. So I'm even more jazzed about seeing it now. <laughs> he did that while doing jazz hands, by the way. I'm super jazzed about it. All um, right. No, I'm, I am super excited about it, though. Um, all right, what's next here? Uh, Greg Nicotero and AMC are developing a throwback anthology series called Shock Theater. Okay. I'm fucking excited about that. Greg Nicotero, like the king of 80s practical effects. No, nobody knows doing who that is. Doing an Everyone does because of the <laughs> fucking Walking Dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's his show practically. Um, so yeah, that's it. There's not a whole lot of uh, it, it, info it's, on it. It's gonna, like an anthology show, you yeah, said? Yeah, oh, it'll cool. Be like a Tales from the Crypt, from the sound of it kind of thing. So I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Have you been watching that Blood Drive show that came out? Uh, on, some uh, of it, yeah. I'm, it? I'm behind on it. It's good. It's not... Is there's something is? off about it, and I don't know what it is. I know a lot I, of people love it, um, and I, it's and it's good. It it really is good. It's really gratuitous for network TV, especially like no, is there's it? like nudity in it. It's weird. There is like butt stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> love butt stuff. That's the kind of stuff I'm into. Um, so, but but even still, for network sci-fi TV, that's pretty risque, and the gore is out of this world in it. Like, nice. So that parts are really cool. I just don't know that the stories. It's even for a grindhouse type show. Like it's it's really 
it it takes a lot to get into it. Really? <laughs> I, I think. Is it one of those where you got to watch the first few episodes to like start getting hooked into it? Yeah, yeah. I'm like three into it, and I'm 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 still kind of on the fence about it. And, and I've seen quite a few seasons of things where it it takes that to get into it. With the first few, everyone's like, "Oh, this is the best show ever," and I'm like, "Dude, this is really bad." And then yeah. by like the fourth or fifth episode, I'm hooked. Like every the show's about they're on this the cross country um like race basically. And every episode is them in a new in a new area. So one time they were um, they were they stopped in a city where it was all vampires. One time they stopped in a city where there was like these uh, cannibals. One time you know so it's like it's a different thing, like a different type of grindhouse movie. Cross country race sounds yeah. like a rip off of Rat Race with Mr. Beam, sir. <laughs> all right. It's I, like, mean, <laughs> I mean, so sure. It's like, so it's like so it's like X Files and Mr. Beam and mixed. Death Race. And, and Mr. And Mr. Bean. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. And throw in like some Quentin Tarantino and you're you're pretty much all good. Right on. So. All right. Um, but yeah, and then the last bit of news we have is um, the Dark Universe is in trouble. <laughs> and we've known this for a little bit. Nobody but, could have um, seen that coming. The director of The Mummy, uh, uh, Kurtzman, uh, Robert, is it Robert Kurtzman? Is that his name? Robert? Alex, Alex Kurtzman. I was going to say, yeah. Robert, Robert Kurtzman's the guy behind The Walking Dead, He right? was asked, yeah, he was asked... Um, <laughs> what the state of the dark universe is and his response was you know the truth is i don't know i really don't know haven't really decided this is a honest answer <laughs> this this doesn't sound like a guy who's excited about no, his prospects no, no. you might as well just say so We're dracula fucked. dracula untold failed and so he go let's start again the mummy failed what do they do start again and scrap this one now like how many times do you try this so, you know none of us have seen the mummy no but uh, if you don't care, I'm I'm gonna give you. Do you do you mind a spoiler? I'm gonna give everybody a spoiler who doesn't know this, uh, who hasn't seen the Mummy yet. I don't know Brian why, would, why you would watch it. No, I, I was listening to Beyond the Void. Okay. And uh, and and um, Alex and Mark Doubt from uh, Horror Amino mm-hmm. were talking, and uh, they were they were talking about this new Mummy movie, and Alex went to see it, and he said. Basically, by the end of the movie, Tom Cruise is the mummy. Like I don't know, I don't know what that means. I don't know how they spin it, but he basically has all the powers of the mummy. And so, is he? Would he be the mummy going forward in I the dark know. universe? I don't oh. know. Whatever it is, it sounds stupid. And whatever it is, it sounds like they're probably trying to keep. Yeah, they're probably trying to keep Tom Cruise in all of the movies. Ugh. Like. No. I don't. I don't want to like. God, no. <laughs> I don't want to see. If I, I, the Mission Impossible movies. Those are cool. If, yeah, if that's yeah. what you're into. Like I, I liked some of them. I. But I don't want to see Michigan. M- Michigan. I don't want to see Mission Impossible. Michigan Impossible. <laughs> I don't want to see Mission Impossible. Uh, colon the Mummy. Yeah. Mission Impossible. Colon Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, you know yeah, it's, I, just, um, it's so stupid. I don't know. Universal, I think, had their heads up their asses when they came up with this idea. Mm-hmm. I think they were all they were seeing were dollar signs and big stars, and they, I think, forgot what the essence of what they were doing was. Well, the thing is, quite that, frankly, that doesn't. I don't think that they that doesn't work with the horror community. No. It's oh no, not, it doesn't. you can't just go for the quick buck with the horror community. You got to put your work into mm-hmm. it, and if it means. Mm-hmm. And if it means getting lesser-known actors to play the parts properly and not pumping, like, Michael Bay levels of 
action and explosions into a fucking universal horror monster movie? Like, why? I think even beyond that, though, it starts with getting screenwriters that understand the horror community, that right. understand the genre, that understand what what those originals mm -hmm. meant to the community. You know, so when you're rebooting them, they have to do them justice. Like, you're not doing the original Mummy movie you know, ju like justice by by putting Tom Cruise in it. You wouldn't be doing Bela Lugosi justice by just basically make putting fireworks when he comes out of his you know it's, casket. It's like, kind of like like having a print song and Nickelback doing a cover of it for the radio and hearing that on the radio. It's like doing a what song? Like having like a Prince oh, or a, a, a well-known, yeah. yeah. And, and Nickelback doing Purple a cover rain, of it. Purple Rain! Purple Rain! You know, it's like, it's like a slap oh, in the no. face Just to the original because you kinda. think it's going to rake in a bunch of dough. Yeah, right. yeah. exactly. It, it, it's actually that's a very a, that's good, a really good analogy. Really good analogy you know? like, like Dracula's going to come out of cryo-freeze, not a, not, a, <laughs> not a coffin. Like, <laughs> Shut up, stop. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was the news. <laughs> Depressing news today. That was the bleed feed. And those are the stories that made the cut. Boom! That was the news. All right, we're gonna go do something, get arrested, and we'll be back afterwards. Freeze, motherfucker! Throughout this, we'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Right, we are back, and today we are talking about coppers, the fuzz, the five O. Whoa! Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's disrespectful. <laughs> I was oink oink, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so the first movie that we're talking about tonight, it's a little ditty by the name of Maniac Cop. Maniac Cop. Nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, with a with a pretty, as far as the. Um, as far as the the horror community is involved, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pretty nice cast. Oh, the cast, absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, you have you have uh, the god amongst men, uh, the chin himself, mm. Mr. Robert Sadar. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even think about it. There, they're both they they both have the nickname of the chin. There are competing chins in there this. There are, there are. Oh, I thought uh, I thought Robert Zadar was the face. Uh, he had the chin too. Oh, did he? He might have had the face because he has, you know, a face. That dude um, has the biggest face in the entire world. Well, had um, he's dead now. Sorry. He, he well, it, and it got bigger before he died. Um, <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> uh, the other chin in question is Mr. Bruce Campbell. Indeed. Oh yes. And I, then also mm. the the cast is is topped off by the the greatest '80s cop actor to come out of that generation, Mr. Tom Atkins. Mm -hmm. Who is who you, who you might know from, from Season of the Witch. Yes. That's my favorite role of his, anyway. Um, you would, uh, um, Halloween 3, Halloween, Season of the yes, Witch. Yeah, yeah, you threw me off. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Nicolas Cage Season of the Witch movie that came out like six years ago. There was a Nicolas Cage <laughs> Season of the Witch. has nothing to do with Halloween 3. It's, oh. It was just the same title. Okay. Uh, he played like a witch hunter or some shit in Salem. That sounds like a really good movie. <gasps> You're a witch. That was more like Keanu. Who? <laughs> what? Where? <laughs> we have to find all the witches. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God. Um, um, for whatever <clears throat> reason, when I think of Tommy Atkins, though, I think of the My Bloody Valentine remake. Because I was so surprised 
that he rekindled that like eighties Tom Adkins role in this new movie. And Why for whatever reason, oh, uh, just because what he does best. Sure, but usually you don't see the throwbacks work that well. And he worked out really, really well in that movie. Oh, you know? yes, he did. But he's in the, the fucking Fog, Creep Show, uh, so many, so many eighties movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He plays a cop in almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this movie's about a killer dressed in a police uniform who begins murdering innocent people on the streets of New York City. He does. He kills does. Him, kills him dead. Yeah, he kills him dead. And he, uh, and he, and he with, uh, with a swiftness and with an efficiency that only a man with the size of Robert Zadar's face could do. And the martial arts background of Robert Zadar. Yeah, he's like pretty... He was, yeah. Like he was also highly in Samurai decorated, Cop. Was he? What, he was what? He was in Samurai Cop too, I believe. Oh, he was? Yes, sir. I, I don't know about <laughs> that, but sure. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> um, anyway, what did you like about this movie? Uh, what What didn't I like about this movie? Uh, nothing. Short list. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I really love this movie. Like I I, uh, I think I probably saw it for the first time when I was maybe, I don't know, 14, 15 mm-hmm. years old. And back then... I loved it. I still love it to this day. There's so many, there's so many like great characters, great one-liners. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not like they're not one-liners in the way that you would typically think of like a quippy one-liners. It's it, it's just like memorable stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's really relevant for today. I think too, though, like the the whole idea of people being afraid of a police officer because basically the, um, the word gets out in the papers that there is a cop. Tom Adkins leaks it to the press that there's a cop that is killing people, mm-hmm. and so everybody's on this high alert. You know that oh my god, it, he's the it's a cop. Oh, it's the maniac cop. You mm-hmm. know, and people are afraid of the police and right. they're afraid of <clears throat> getting killed for no reason by the by the police, and it's. I couldn't help but watch it and and feel like it was very relevant to what is happening in this country today. Well, there, yeah, you know, there's, with with a lot of things in the absolutely. way that people look at authority. Well, there's, there's a there's a very there's a very recognizable like something that we see almost on a daily basis. There's mm-hmm. a scene where uh, Tom Atkins, his character is Frank McRae, and uh, Captain Ripley, played by William Smith, not Will Smith, William Smith. Uh, they're sitting in a bar and they're watching the TV and and it's it's interviews with uh, pedestrians mm-hmm. talking about what they think about the police and it's like it's this it's almost identical to the kind of shit that it you hear really people is. say really in real life nowadays about mm-hmm. police. It's kind of weird and sad. Yeah, and there's there's even a guy, there's a the, an African American guy. It's like, oh man, we're afraid of the police. This is not new for us. Well, no, like, he's, he's like he's like I'm used to my but like because they, they interview a couple white people and they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, it's, it's so scary. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, I can't believe a cop like they're supposed to serve and protect and they're out killing people. And then the black guy's just like. Like, I'm kind of used to my buddies being shot by cops, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, jeez. It makes it even more... I remember when we were talking about how um, Nicholas Winding Ref is... Refn. Refn is, is producing a remake of this movie. Right. And I remember reading along the lines of where this was actually going to be more of a social commentary movie. Sure. And, which is, it's which like, I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen the original in a while. Mm-hmm. And so I think I forgot how much it kind of was already. Yeah. And so now, instead of being a little bit turned off by that, I can, I totally get it. Yeah, I really, really do get that it. That seems really relevant. I mean, um, I hope that it keeps the, I hope it keeps the horror aspect sure, of it. Sure, but, but the over the, over the topness of it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, like there's one, there's one scene in this movie that I, that I was like, damn, that's brutal. Is when the uh, there's an, uh, a girl, a, a middle-aged woman, gets pulled over by a cop. Mm-hmm. She freaks out, thinks it's the maniac cop, and shoots the cop in the forehead. 
Just a young cop doing his job. Did you realize who that is? Who? The woman or the guy? The the cop who gets shot in the head. Is it? Is it? Who was it? I think his name is Ron Erland. Okay, it's not who I thought it was. Um, I'll uh, hold on. Uh, keep keep talking. I'm gonna look him up for you. Um, well that that scene was just crazy because it was like it was like that's what like cops run into nowadays too with the same on the same on the other on the on the other hand you know like the people are afraid of the cops and the cops now like they, they're afraid to do their job because people don't trust them right and it's it's, it's it really is like that and, um, it, and it makes it it makes it uh or ron eldered i'm sorry okay. not erland um it, it, and it makes it it makes it risky in both situations like now you have cops who are like super uh, I don't want to say trigger trigger happy, but they've got they're really quick with the trigger because mm-hmm. they think that their lives are in danger all the time because somebody might be trying to retaliate against sure. cops. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have people who are afraid of cops because all we see in the news nowadays yep. is cops killing people for yep. no freaking reason whatsoever. Um, this is Ron Eldred. He was in a bunch of movies that you've seen. Him. Um, not familiar. Come on, yes he Sorry. is. Sorry, yes he is. This is boring for people to listen to. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> he no, looks, like, I, I, he looks I, like Tom Petty. It's, <laughs> in that in that particular picture, he does. Um, I'm pretty sure it's him. He's uncredited, but I I guarantee that it's him. Uh, speaking of people who are uncredited, apparently, um, Liam Neeson had a cameo in this movie. He did. Where? Apparently, so I was I was reading up on some trivia for the movie, and apparently Liam Neeson cameoed in this movie because he was the lead in Dark Man, mm-hmm. and then in Dark Man, Bruce Campbell cameoed, and Liam Neeson was the main in that movie. Hmm. So, do you know where Liam Neeson was in this movie? Um, I don't. I don't know. I I just read that he was there, and I feel like I probably did see him, but he was probably <clears throat> so young I didn't recognize him. Hmm. More so to say, oh, that guy looks familiar, you know. Well, is, is my guess. Same with what I'm talking about with Ron Eldred here. I, uh, he was in he was in Super 8, mm-hmm. which uh, you like that movie so, a lot, so don't good. you? So good. Uh, Black Hawk Down. <laughs> I, I actually, just watched that the other night. I actually know him best from from a movie from my childhood called Drop Dead Fred. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> yeah. He was like the main love interest in, oh, okay. in Drop Dead God, Fred. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. He was in uh, uh, Ghost Ship. He was in... Uh, Mystery Alaska, all these. It's, I'm pretty sure it's him. Cool. But uh, <laughs> anyway, my 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 favorite character this entire movie is Captain Ripley because he's just he's like the most stereotypical like hard ass police captain. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't want to believe anything's <clears throat> happening. You're you're fucking stupid. Even though the Tom Atkins is like the best cop in the world, he doesn't believe him. <laughs> well, there's one scene in particular where, uh, so a few spoilers. It's from 1988, uh, so I, I feel okay with this. But Bruce Campbell's character Jack Forrest is, um, uh, he is cheating on his wife. Yes. With another police officer yes. named Teresa Mallory, and then, and then the wife catches them in a motel room. She goes off. She ends up getting murdered by. The maniac cop, mm-hmm. and then he plants the body back in the same motel room that uh, Jack Forrest and, yes. and and Mallory were in. To basically, set it up to where Jack to frame him to make it sure, look like he's sure. a maniac to kind of get the heat off of him for a little while. So Bruce Campbell, Jack Forrest is in you know like their daily uh, briefing section session the next day, and Captain Ripley comes into him. And he's like, yeah. he's just got like this like grizzled voice, and he, he's like, yeah, come on out here for a second. <laughs> <It's> great impression. <laughs> and and, and I, like in this moment, I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Ripley? Because 
He's uh, he starts asking about their relationship, his relationship with his wife, and uh, and Forrest is just like, well, you know, you know, we're having hard times. Is that why you're talking to me? Like, ah, it's, I didn't think it was anybody else's business. Mm-hmm. And and Ripley's like, it became my business when they found your wife dead in a motel room <laughs> with a, with a throat cut from ear to ear. I was like. If he didn't, if he, because at this point, would it break into someone? Well, at this point, he's kind of accusing Ripley of doing it. Yeah. But if Ripley really didn't do it, this is not the way that you break to somebody that their wife is dead. <laughs> and he's like, "You want to see the pretty pictures?" I was like, "Jeez, Ripley, I have I, a heart, I love, man." I think I love your impression of Ripley the most because it doesn't really sound anything like him. No, but I know doesn't. exactly what you're doing. <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm doing. No, but I, I, I thought he was a hilarious character. Um, yeah, there is. Yeah, uh, I think my the funniest part about that whole situation is that absolutely nobody gave a shit that he cheated on his wife. They were all basically high fiving him that he was now with the other hot cop chick. <laughs> no. Like nobody cared about his poor wife that she was dead and now and he was cheating on her. Like the, <laughs> nobody cared. That's what I thought. Like halfway through the movie, I was like, I was like, and she was clearly going through a bunch of stuff. Like she should have been like the one that you felt sorry for. Right. She was. And she was, she like, was like in some mental anguish over yeah. the fact that her marriage was falling apart. <laughs> So he slips out telling her that he's going to do his his night shift and she finds him banging another police officer and then she (laughs) ends up with her throat cut from ear to ear. I don't mean to to laugh at this poor woman's demise, but she was literally the only decent character in the entire (laughs) movie and no one gives a shit about her. And then the rest (laughs) of the movie plays out and and Jack Forrest and the chick that he was banging... Teresa Mallory, mm-hmm. they're partnered up for the rest yep, of the movie, yep. and they live happily ever after. Like, oh yeah, apparently, at wife, the end. wife, who I don't know who my oh, wife. Oh yeah, was. she's mad. She's dead. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, man? Like, oh, he really was God. kind of a piece of shit. There was no reason for you to really root for him, but you did anyway yeah. because it's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, so why wouldn't you? My my one of my favorite parts that I, it was just a, a complete what the fuck moment is uh, uh, Cordell gets attacked right <clears throat> and so they they're they Cord- cordell by the way is the maniac cop yes yes in the in the and so in the beginning or not in the beginning this is the end where they're showing his backstory he gets shot or whatever right mm-hmm. and and what what kills me is that he's Wait, on the, he, he gets shot he gets, when no, no you you mean when cordell actually supposedly before, dies yeah he gets stabbed many, many times when he's in prison at Sing Sing. Yes, 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 yes. And they find his body, though, and they all run up to him, and they're, they're looking for a heartbeat or whatever, and they find a pulse on, on his body. Mm-hmm. But then they give him CPR. They know that he has a pulse. They say he's still alive, but then they continue to give him CPR. It's like, why are they giving him CPR? He's alive. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Um, You're talking about the medical examiner? Yeah. I think... Because he realizes he's alive. I think if you have, I, I, I have to ask my wife about this because I'm a complete idiot when it comes to this stuff. Phone but a friend. Phone. <laughs> should I call her right now? My wife's in the medical field, so she would know this. But I think in the same way that you don't, like, you don't, you don't use the shock paddles on somebody when they're flatlining. You use, you use. To the regulate sh- their heartbeat. To regulate their, so. But CPR, though, is to get, well, uh, it's to, it's air to get, in the lungs, though. No, CPR is, no, that's when you blow, when you blow into their mouth, that's to get air into the lungs. But when you're pushing on the chest, that's. I don't, I don't blow air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when, when you're pushing on the chest, that's to start the heart pumping yeah. again. So if his, and you could hear like an audible, like. Boom, yeah, that's what I'm boom. saying. It was only happening like once every like thirty seconds though. I think in order to, like to 
when you are doing CPR, you're physically pumping blood through the body by okay. pumping their heart I guess I've for just, them. I it's guess like, I'm just literally... But his heart was already pumping, though. Like, like I, only, I guess like I've only once seen, every 30 seconds, though. Like, I guess I, I've I, never seen... It was seen, to get his heart pumping faster. Fair, fair. I, I've never seen CPR, though, given to a person that was physically alive, though. Usually they're trying to revive them. How many times have you seen CPR given? At least 28. <laughs> In the movies? In life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, I know. Ba- that just ba- struck me as odd, that's all. Basically, the... Uh, well, and we watched the extended cut of this movie. Hmm. Uh, is actually what the Japanese version? Uh, from what I can gather, <clears throat> I'm, I there, I could be wrong on this. If somebody is more well versed in Maniac Cop than me, they can speak to it. But um, there was I own a DVD copy of this, which is a really shitty Canadian release. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna get into it. I couldn't even watch it. Well, Mike, um, Mike had heard about the about this extended cut with these extra scenes added, and the only place we could find it was on YouTube. I did not actually. Oh, what? I told you, hey. So here's so if you're interested in watching this movie and you don't own it, there's a really good copy of it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's it's widescreen. It, it's a really good copy. Yeah. Now while while watching it though, you'll notice that there are certain scenes with the mayor that look really shitty. Like they're like VHS quality that are put back into the movie. Right. And it was at that time I go, that's weird. I've seen enough work prints in my day to know what that means. Mm-hmm. And so I paused it and I and I tried to get some information on it. And the best that I could find out is that there was a version of this movie that was cut for Japanese television. Oh, okay. And these scenes were put back in maybe for runtime to make it fit a certain block, you know, mm-hmm. as, as best that I can gather. Um, but that that um, extended cut, though, was 103 minutes, I think, as opposed to uh, 88 minutes or something like that. Oh, wow. That, it added that much? Well, I, I guess, I, yeah, I guess there was probably, could be there was off probably on that, about I think 10 scenes. If memory with, serves, that's what it like was. Like in the original cut of this movie... Uh, there are no scenes with the mayor. Yeah, well, there's one. The and... original one where they're walking down the hall and he's talking about re-election. Oh, okay. That one is in the movie because that was still right. a normal scene. But everything past that, you never see the mayor again. So basically, in this extended cut, there's uh, you have the mayor played by Ken Lerner, who's mm-hmm. a pretty well-known yeah, character yeah, actor. Yeah. And uh, the mayor's chief of staff played like by he, Leo Rossi. I feel like he plays a mayor in a lot of movies. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not, but I won't argue with you right now. I will X that from the... <laughs> <laughs> um, and and there's basically a whole side story involving them where you find out that the mayor was involved in Matt Cordell's death, uh, death basically, yep. because he he didn't like him. They basically sent him out to pasture. Right, yeah. They, what they, they sent... Uh, so why did they... They, they ended up... Because he was... Because Matt Cordell was a cop. Mm-hmm. He was a, a hotshot cop, and he really liked... Like, he was very aggressive. He yeah, was he was very, very aggressive. aggressive. Like he liked going back into his files. Shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, he liked going back into his files and like looking at all of his. He kind of viewed him as trophies. Like he would mm-hmm. read the articles about himself and stuff. And so basically, the 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 mayor wanted to get rid of him. Ends up nailing him for some some kind of like misconduct. Sends him to Sing Sing, where there's a there's a ton of uh, convicts that. Matt Lerner or Matt uh, Lerner <laughs> Ken Lerner I was thinking of where Matt Cordell has you know these are guys that Cordell yeah. has he put away yeah he's captured he's helped put away and now so they they shank him in the shower mm-hmm. slice his face all up and stuff yeah it's pretty brutal and he lives through it um I think in the he's because there's a maniac Cop two and three. Maniac Cop two and three. Fun story. I found both cop, my both of my VHS copies at Maple Lane. 
Oh, you did? In the uh, bath salts capital of the Thumb, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Up in, up in my home, hometown of Bad Axe, Michigan, uh, there was this really awesome store where you could go, you could get CDs, records, VHS... With like the everything, with like the old original price tag of like a hundred twenty dollars yep. on it. Yep, things were expensive, man. But then it, the, then they found out that the owner and his mom were selling bath salts out of the back room, and it's not it's, it's not the kind you pour into your bathtub when yeah, you want to feel the, refreshed. Not the bath bombs. No, no. <laughs> so now it's uh, I think it's a used car dealership now. Oh, nice. But that well, place was a gem. Well, Maine Cop is 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 super fun if you like eighties. You know, like just horror sort of. He was kind of a slasher. It was kind of a slasher flick, right? Oh, it's totally a slasher yeah. flick. Yeah. yeah, ish. A little more supernatural to it, I guess. But um, I mean, the first one doesn't really have much supernatural to it. Oh, yeah. uh, well, yeah, I guess because they anyway, sh- he didn't come back from that. He was still alive. You're right, and he uh, just kind of became a madman afterwards. I, but there is a part where there is a part where uh, Teresa Mallory and Frank McRae are shooting at him. They really only ever see you. They they really only ever show him mm-hmm. getting hit in the body, but she says to Frank McRae. After, oh, I shot, I shot him in the she head. Said like, I, she said, "I I must have landed at least two shots in his head, and he didn't go down." Yeah. So I guess so yeah, the, I guess there must be yeah. some somewhat of a supernatural element to <laughs> somebody, it. Somebody somebody somewhere is listening to us, going like. What do you mean you think he's supernatural? This fucking happened in the movie. <laughs> well, we might have missed something. <laughs> Sue us. Listen, we drink a lot when we watch these movies. So. Um. Anyway, yeah. The lesson that I want to add though is that Sam Raimi's cameo was pretty fun in this as the uh, reporter oh, outside the, reporter. the parade. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. Now, um, uh, was the car that the woman? So the woman that shoots the cop in the head. Yes. Was that wasn't the car that uh, the Delta. Was that the car that Sam Raimi puts in? It looked a lot like it. If it was, I didn't notice it because being that it wasn't a Sam Raimi movie, I wasn't looking for it. I suppose that it could have been. I just figured being with, like, Sam Raimi was in the movie, Bruce Campbell was in the movie. It's possible. It it, uh, stands to reason that, because William Lustig was the director of this, it stands to reason that maybe he, you know. If you don't know what we're talking about, Sam Raimi puts his his Delta, uh, his old Oldsmobile Delta in, like, every... (laughs) Every movie he's literally ever made, even in the Quick and the Dead, which is a western, he broke it down to the chassis and covered it with a wagon like <laughs> thing, and it's in the movie. Right. Yeah, it's, um, and it's just something that he's done ever since Evil yeah, Dead. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Yeah, uh, sure. Why not? What's next? Okay. Uh, next, um, RoboCop. Bro, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about this movie. <laughs> um, a modern, a modern, a, a, a gem of of the eighties, in my opinion. You need to get to the job on. Just kidding. That's RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Moving on. Um, so RoboCop, not horror, but it's definitely sci-fi. Yeah. Definitely genre. So fuck it's, you if you think this doesn't fit. It's got enough it gore. Does. It's got enough gore to fit into the genre. The so. gore in this movie is more so than a lot of horror movies. It's so good. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> the fact that a man's face is cut off and put on a robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, well, yeah. This movie's incredible. Man. And actually, once again, we watched the extended <laughs> cut. Mm-hmm. Um, the original doesn't like all the gore that we're talking about. A lot of the, a lot of that gore is not in the original cut. Yeah. This movie actually had to be submitted to the MPAA 12 times. Really? To get an, to get an R me. rating. Doesn't shock me. So Fuck the MPAA. Yeah. Um, really. Yeah. And the, the unrated version though, this movie is pretty readily available now. I think most versions that you can find that have been released from like, relatively recently have, are all the unrated versions. Oh yeah. Um, so this movie, uh, Robocop from 1987, uh, was directed by Paul Verhoeven, who was the director of Total Recall, 
Starship Troopers, Basic Instinct, and Kevin Bacon's Hollow Man. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Oh, yeah. I think I'm the only one that loves Hollow Man. Hollow Man? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was all right. Oh, okay. We have well, one and a half of us on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so starting uh, Peter Weller. If you don't know who Peter Weller is, he starred in the 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 masterpiece that is Buckaroo Banzai across the third dimension. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Nancy Allen plays... Um, uh, God, why can't I think of her name in the movie? Uh, Ann Lewis. Ann, thank you. Uh, she she is basically his new partner when mm-hmm. he, a, after he becomes RoboCop. Uh, Ray fucking Wise is Ray one of the goons. Fucking yeah. I don't Wise. think that I, I I don't think that I knew who Ray Wise was back then when I used to watch his movie as a kid. Yeah. I don't think I knew who he was, mm-hmm. and so it never dawned on me. Not at the time, but I I knew he he had that look of like that bad guy. Like you saw him and you knew oh, he yeah. was instantly bad. You know? Oh sure sure. <laughs> he's the lovable bad guy. He's though. got one of the best lines <laughs> in the movie too, which is just. Don't touch me, man. <laughs> when a man is literally melting on top of him. Also, the late uh, Miguel Ferrer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is uh, I forgot he was in the movie as well. <coughs> Miguel Ferrer is great in this movie. Fantastic. Up he in, plays such up. a little shit. Oh, I yeah, love he's such it. A dickhead. <laughs> I love it. Little wiener of a um, dude. <laughs> Kurtwood Smith. Ah, oh, Red Foreman takes takes the cake on this one though. Yes, dude. he does. He's the best character in this entire movie. He's so I, good. You know the the the. It's, they're not wrong when they say that I don't know who they are, but when they say that when you do TV for mm. an extended period of time, it's very difficult for those actors to have an acting career after after that because <clears throat> all you're going to see are those characters. Right. And it's the same, even though this movie obviously came well before, and tons of movie he did, he did came before that. Mm-hmm. Being that I grew up with that '70s show, or at least in my later years. I can't look at Kurtwood Smith and not think of Red Foreman. Oh, are I can't, you serious? I can't do it. Really? Like, he is Red Foreman through and through. Oh, that's a bummer, dude. So I look at this thinking, oh, that's Red Foreman acting in uh, Robocop. <laughs> like, <laughs> that must have been what he did before he had kids. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he's so good, though. He's, he's such an asshole, and well, I love it. Well, he's just got, like, so many, uh, like, so many little things that he does, too, in his performance that I wonder if they were scripted or if he just kind of just did them to add them to the character. Like, a lot of times, especially in, like, uh, lower-budget movies where you have, like, less, um, I guess, uh, less seasoned or educated actors. Sure. Where you've got two guys sitting across from each other and they're having a conversation and they just kind of sit there. There's, like, really no body language or anything like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. But he does all these little things that just add to his character. He chews the scenery. Like, he'll see anything in the room. He'll just... Yeah, like he's talking. He, he's he's talking, part of the scene. He's like, talking to this like big, uh, like, um, like, like, uh, like a coke. He's not a dealer. He like runs the coke enterprise. Okay. When they're in that coke factory. Yeah, yeah. And the guys, they're sitting with a table in between them. And there's a glass of wine poured, and he just like, he's trying to tell him like, he's trying to say to this guy like, you don't want to mess with me. I'm one of the baddest dudes in town. And at one point, he just goes and he dip, dips his two fingers into the guy's glass of wine. And puts it up to his nose and just like, and like sniffs the wine up his nose. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's such a weird, random thing to do. I can't see that's that. Fucking crazy. I can't, snorts wine. Well, no, I can't <laughs> see that as being scripted. Like I think it. Like you said, he just chews the scenery. Yeah, like I absolutely. think he just. I think he just looks around for every like any little thing that he can interact with and yep. then does it. Yep. Like when he walks into that the office and he picks up the girl's, picks up the girl's uh, nameplate. Yeah. And takes his gum out and sticks it on the nameplate. 
Uh, yeah, that, who the hell knows about that? None of that, none of that is in the script. Yeah, barely any of that is in the script. Another actor that does that a lot and is well known for doing that is uh, Tony Todd. Tony oh, really? Todd will rehearse the hell out of a scene doing just he'll pick up anything that he sees and just plays with it to see what feels right for mm-hmm. his guy. Like, oh yeah, he's I notorious that. for that. Yeah. Um and that's that's the sign of a good actor though, is just knowing how to interact in the world that you're acting in. Right. And Kerwood Smith is is like you said, fantastic at it. Um so believable for a mid mid fifties white guy running a drug operation. <laughs> I, <it's... laughs> I I think that I think that a lot of people, especially of people our age who um, might not be fans of horror and sci fi, probably see him as Red Foreman and don't really realize like what a, an amazing actor he is. You Depthful know what I mean? actor. Depthful. Yeah. Johnny Depthful. Yeah. <laughs> um, Johnny can go to you. Uh, um, anyway. Um... <laughs> The uh, let's let's not forget about the most important part of this movie is that it takes place in our hometown. It takes place in a dystopic and crime-ridden. Oh, like you're a, right. That's nothing like that's nothing like our Detroit. Detroit. It <laughs> takes place in a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit. A terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. Um, I gotta be honest with you. Even though Detroit is turning around and it's in a bit of a renaissance right now, mm-hmm. this 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 movie. For when it was made, it was like this weird Detroit's dead city, right? We became that city. Oh yeah. We, like I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. That's. I'm not trying to down talk. Not, not all areas, but there there were areas that I'm, turned it. Yeah, out. I'm not trying to down talk our city, but like ten years ago, this was Detroit. Like it was. It was. Well, not bad. to not to the extreme that it was in this movie. Some like, areas are. Well, you didn't have like you didn't have dudes just like sitting outside of storefronts like. <laughs> like blowing shit up. Maybe, well, maybe not maybe, just blowing maybe, shit up. Maybe sure, back but. in the sixties during the during, <laughs> during the, the race, race riots, riots but yeah. but yeah, it's not uh it's not that bad obviously. No, but, but the, no, but the overall look of it of just like just really depressed downtrodden city though. Yeah. Like there are lots of parts of Detroit that are still like that. Right. You know? Downtown area is not like that anymore, but you go outside of it, like cross seventy five and pfft, all bets are off, you know. There's, yeah, there's still a lot of bad parts. I mean, you, you but any big city, any too. big city is like that. You yeah. go to Chicago, downtown's beautiful. You go outside of downtown, that's the murder capital of the United States. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think we should do a. Um, I think I think the, the Detroit police should hire West Borland because he lives in Detroit now. Mm-hmm. You'd hire West Borland to dress up like a robot, like weird ape-looking monkey thing that he does sometimes. <laughs> he should be the new Robocop because he's fucking weird-looking. Who's gonna Who's gonna fuck with him? Speaking of uh, uh, the <laughs> cyborgs, literally everyone <laughs> yeah, cyborgs as police officers. Did you hear they were starting to do this in real life? No. What are you talking uh, maybe about? not necessarily taking a man's face and putting it on a robot, but uh, <laughs> was it Japan or something like that? Maybe uh, another country. I thought it was somewhere over in that area, um, and they were actually have. Uh, cyborg police officers walking on the street that can sense things if you're coming towards it you can ask it a question or ask it for help and it'll have real police officers come there really um yeah and it can do things is it actually walking around is it like one of those things that looks like a trash can just no sort of it, rolling it, it's, around? it's a, a robot person that walks around oh shit it must be experimental but um it's yeah i can of... imagine walking up to that excuse me sir where's the nearest starbucks freeze citizen <laughs> 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 it just blows your head off kind of the way the ed uh ED two what yeah. is it ED two oh nine. Speaking of, let's get back to the movie. But speaking of of the the the, the, the giant like mouser on crack, like the machine, mech, yeah, yeah, the, the mech, mech thing, yeah. thing, yeah. Um, I at the end of the movie when Robocop comes back to the police station, right, mm-hmm. and he's going up to interrupt the big meeting, which which was our intro for today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as a kid, I remember that Robocop versus the mech, I remember that being so much more grand and huge than it actually was. Instead of him just <laughs> pulling out a, a cannon and blowing yeah, it away. <laughs> don't you, though? Don't you remember that being like an epic showdown of like him versus the mech? Yeah. Are you I, sure that I, doesn't happen in Robocop 2, though? I don't think so. When's the last time you saw 2? I don't... Maybe I've seen it once, and that was a long time ago. Because if if my memory serves, I haven't seen it in a long time either, but I, I seem to remember the the mechs or the ED... What, what was it? ED-209? I think I think that's what it was. If we're wrong, I'll, we'll correct, uh, yeah, we'll correct week, ourselves. But. I think it was ED-209. I, I, I think I remember those playing a more substantial role in the second movie. Oh, okay, okay. I know, um, I know for sure I have not seen the third one. <laughs> the third one's the one with, like, real bad CG, like where RoboCop can fly by the end. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of the CG, um, and not, not, not even CG, the stop motion of yes. this movie is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's really early stop motion. Well, some not, of no, it, no, well hold on. Wait, no. It's not well, early not, no, no, stop no, not, motion. Okay, not early stop motion, but it, it's early, like... It wasn't super. It still wasn't very smooth, advanced. Well, advanced. You could tell it was stop motion. Yeah, and not, and yeah. not like computer generated or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm, I. I'm not sure exactly what I was trying to say, but it looks awesome because it looks weird. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like. Well, I, I think. I think you. <laughs> I think that you. I think that the the benefit is that it's a robot. Mm-hmm. So the stop motion, kind of. Kind of looks natural with that. You I, know I what think I mean? that made it even more creepy for me, though. <laughs> yeah. as, as a child, like watching it was all these like little. It made things. it look sure. more robotic. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure, sure. It was weird. There's at the very end when he when there was that showdown that I thought was more epic than it was. After Robocop blows him up, he like it's like there's this thing spinning at the top of his head. It's a little gear oh, it's spinning it around. Like he falls like over, or and the and the big mech's like foot goes like it's having tremors <laughs> it's or like, something. It's like, and it looks so weird, uh-huh. but it fits for some reason. I don't know why. It's it's bizarre, but I love it. Um, another thing that the, the another thing that really like when I was watching this movie, uh, the first thing that really really drew me into it was the very first time that you see a guy get killed in the conference room. Oh yeah! Oh, holy shit! That gore is incredible. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, like he, uh, there's a guy in a conference room. He's given a, a speech about something, and he gets blown the fuck away. And there's like seventy squibs on his shirt. <laughs> He's not. No, well, no. So, uh, um, what's his name? Is it Johnson? Which one? The the, the guy who was introducing the. Um, the yeah, it was Johnson, the guy who was introducing the uh, the ED two hundred nine. Or Jones, sorry, Dick Jones. Uh, he was introducing the ED two hundred nine, and so he wanted to give a demo. Yeah. So so he has this guy That's pick what, up yeah, a, yeah, pick up yeah, a gun. Yeah. He's like, use it use it aggressively, like you're actually using a gun. And he's like, point it at, point it at the ED two hundred nine. So he points it, and this thing says, "You are in violation of blah 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 blah. You have twenty seconds to put down your weapon." And what? No, keep going. Finish off. <laughs> he says, finish first, James. I'm going to finish after. All right, I'm going to finish off here. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you have you have 20 seconds to say. And then and Dick Jones is like, 
you should probably put the gun down. And so he throws so the he gun. Throws on the, the floor. gun, and then it's like you have fifteen seconds. <laughs> he's like, Whoa, don't pick it up at all. <laughs> you have ten seconds, and then it just blows him the fuck away. There's chain guns on both sides of this <laughs> thing, and it just, it just destroys <laughs> this dude. And like, and like I said, the gore in it though is nuts. Like, <laughs> holy shit! Everybody's freaking out in the room except for Dick Jones, who's just the <laughs> biggest ass. And biggest dick, <laughs> the biggest dick, and then the uh, like the the CEO of the company. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there like, this is a real disappointment. <laughs> it's like, man, a dude just died. So <laughs> speaking speaking of uh, funny dick things, Dick <laughs> Jones was played by Ronnie Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Dick uh, and Cox. That's it. I, I'm finished. Uh, he's got the short end of the stick on that one. <laughs> like, come on. Um, another thing that I thought this movie did really well, though, uh, outside of the gore, is that... Um, do you remember the very first reveal of RoboCop? Yes. And I'm not talking when you see him full on. He's in the chair. Like There's there's, there's a lot of shots of them looking at his eyes or whatever, you know, and they're they're twiddling with like his face Like you're seeing it through his point of view. Yeah, right. yeah. And then he gets up for the first time off the chair and he walks forward and you're mm-hmm. just seeing the people. There's a little TV screen down in the corner that is like a, a monitor keeping an eye on him that's mm-hmm. following him. And you see RoboCop walk past the camera real quick mm-hmm. and you see him in the monitor before you ever see him like i don't know i don't know why but it was really really effective because they're putting all of this this um focus on them building this bot building this spine all you want to do is see him and see him mm-hmm. and then you get this super quick glance of him in this tv screen about mm-hmm. like 10 minutes or so before you actually see him in the movie yeah and i remember i remember thinking like that's really cool that was a really cool subtle thing that they did just to give you a little taste of what this guy looks like just a little you know <laughs> now that you didn't see him all over the poster already it's like not <laughs> you knew what he looked like but still it was it was just really it was a really cool thing uh-huh. um Let's get back to the gore. <laughs> okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Is it possible to blow a guy's arm clean off with just a shotgun? Yeah, absolutely. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Jay, you wanna you wanna elaborate at all? Let's try it out, baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah there's, I, there's a scene where, where especially I'd, I'd say I'd say probably with, especially with like what like a buckshot. Yeah, yeah, your, yeah. It might it might take it a couple shots. Bone and it. everything. We had a tree that was about. Uh, eight inches wide or so maybe and um, we wanted to chop this tree down to bring it back for firewood up when we were up north and so we used a shotgun with some buckshot <laughs> probably about four times and it was down really yeah wow through an eight inch tree so imagine a you know I how how thick is your how thick are the bones in your arm I'd like two thick. inches or something oh that about as thick as my dick <laughs> oh that gross bone. Michael um no, I, 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 fair enough. I didn't think that, that was possible to do because they walk up to uh, Murphy, who is RoboCop. Mm-hmm. They walk up to him before he is. It's Murphy's death scene, essentially, before he gets, you know, turned into cyborg. RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they, 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 one guy's got a shotgun. He just shoots him with a shotgun, and his arm <laughs> just goes pew, and just flies off his body. <laughs> well, his arm doesn't come off until uh, Kurtwood Smith. Uh, what the hell was his name? Um, Clarence. Clarence, yeah. Bo Dickers. <laughs> which is a great which is a great name for Clarence. A, Clarence is a great name for a like just a completely evil guy. Because sure. you would never suspect it's Clarence always, of being always an asshole. The Clarence. It's the, always the, the Clarence. The, the He's quiet a quiet guy in the corner. Egg. No, he shoots his hand off. He shoots his hand off, which yeah. the hand would be 
Oh, sure. Super easy super to take off with a shotgun. That I believe. I think once he stands up and then they start unloading on him with a shotgun, that's when his arm comes off. Even even still, though, it was like one big hit, though, and his arm went flying. <laughs> um, and then also, um, the toxic waste guy. Oh, dude, that's the best death in the entire movie. I'll, I've been talking a lot. I will let you do the honors of Mr. Toxie. All right, so <laughs> no, so there's a there's there's a scene toward, right toward the end of the movie where um, uh, they they've got a car chase going on through this sort of industrial park or a, like a factory yeah. park of, of some sort, and the guy swerves off and ends up crashing into just a giant tank of toxic waste. It's just kind of hanging around. Yeah, we know <laughs> we all know that in downtown Detroit, there's definitely giant <laughs> tanks of toxic waste. And it just pours like the it just the, the contents of the tank just empty mm-hmm. into the cabin of this truck. It's, it's, it's called the Bazooki Club. <laughs> <laughs> just toxic waste in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a strip club in downtown Detroit. If you don't know, and, and, um, if, you, and if you fall in it, you're gonna get something. Oh, jeez. Uh, so he, he pops out of the back of the truck, and his performance is pretty good in this. Like it's like the sounds that he's making are pretty terrifying because mm-hmm. you can tell he's just in like just horrible agony agony as he's he's bubbling up first like his whole body is bubbling up and then he starts kind of melting like his fingers are melting off mm-hmm. his face is all like deformed and shit and then he's <laughs> and every single time that you see him though he's more and more deformed right like, and he's they, just, they, oh. they progress it every 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 time you see him and then finally he comes like walking out from around a corner and he's just looking for somebody to help him and he can barely stand up at this point. <laughs> and and Clarence is is being chased by uh uh I can't remember the name of the partner again. Oh, um uh, Anne. Anne. Yeah. Clarence is being chased by Anne and he just smokes him in his car. But I love the fact that not only it's not only blood that splatters onto the front onto the windshield and everything, it's like a blo- a mixture of blood and at this point, all of the liquids in his body, or maybe his internal organs, have liquefied, and it's all just green shit. Yep. It looks like the ooze from take, from Teenage a, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Take a giant like uh, balloon the size of like a like a fifty gallon drum and just hit it with a car. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> and he just explodes on impact. It's the best scene in the it's entire amazing. movie. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, I don't know what else, what else you got about uh, RoboCop. I mean it. It's a classic. It really is a classic. Oh yeah. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. No. I still have it on VHS somewhere. Uh, do, oh, do, yeah. you, the v, oh, yeah. do the VHS is sweet. Oh yeah. It's got a, it's got cool uh, cover art that's a little bit different than uh, other stuff. But um. Um. Oh, there was one thing. The uh, so <laughs> there's a the the cars that they drive in the movie. Yeah. First of all, they they make a they make a they make a comment about. For some reason, the cars can't go that fast. And but at one point in time, you see that they're all Taurus, like they're Taurus LXs, mm-hmm. the cop cars. Oh, yep, yep. You think to- Did they actually used to drive Taurus LXs? I I'm not sure. They might have had some when this movie came out, because you know they were trying to make everything look kind of real, uh, right? Uh, futuristic. Yeah. The Taurus LX must have been like the hot new joint coming out of Detroit. It's or, possible. Or you know, Ford they... just had a contract with them. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, they they buy those cars, you know, in the real police force, and they soup them up and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Know? What did they uh, Crown, Crown Vicks? Crown they Vicks, used to yeah. drive yeah. Impalas. But now they have Mustangs. Chargers they have and Mustangs. Mustangs and, um, yeah, it's crazy. The uh, the the other car that they kept talking about in the movie the 6000 sux 
The 6000 sucks. sucks. Oh. <laughs> uh, do you remember in the movie there was a commercial for the 6000 SUX at some point? That was actually directed by the Chiodo Bros. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, I, so that's just, fantastic. Just a cool little tidbit yeah, about that. Um, so, Robocop, if, um, if you haven't seen it, um, do yourself a favor and become a movie fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't fucking seen Robocop? <laughs> Um, we got one more, and uh, if you if you haven't seen this movie, you're, you're doing something wrong. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> doing something real wrong. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm trying to catch up on the on the next flick, and I completely forgot about this. And I thought this was super interesting about right. RoboCop. After they finished initial production, when they went back to cut the movie, uh, they had to tell the producers that they didn't film one important scene. Which one? Murphy's death. <laughs> they the, the, the mo- one of the most important scenes in the entire movie where Murphy dies and, be- and gets brought back to life as RoboCop, the, the you know titular character. They didn't shoot it. Why? Because they didn't have time. <laughs> so when did so they the, go back and shoot so it? So the production had to give them a bunch more money to go back to a warehouse and then shoot the scene that they pretty much could not have made the movie without. Really. What, to me, that's almost a that's almost a genius way of making sure you get extra days. Shoot oh, what you want, yeah. and then they're not going to say no to going back to shoot a scene they absolutely need to finish the movie. Now I don't know. If that's, that's a pretty why, good point. Actually. I don't know if that's why they did it, but to me, it's almost like well, if you're not going to give me the extra days for what I want to do, I'm just going to not do something that needs to get done. Right. What are you going to do? Lose fifty million dollars over it? No. Right. Yeah, because you're like you. You essentially won't have a movie without this. Scene. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. So I, thought, I just thought that was super interesting. That is interesting. Okay, so uh, the final movie. Movie. Final. Final movie. The final movie on the docket tonight is a one wolf cop. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> oh wait, sorry, wrong one again. <laughs> Come with me if you want the wolf. Uh, no, that was no, worse. That was that. Okay. Um, <laughs> This movie, why don't you why don't you start with this movie? Because uh, it was pretty out. ridiculous. So, Wolf Cop is a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a long time, and we finally had a reason to. Um, uh, came out in 2014, directed by Dime Lowell Dead. Lowell. 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 Works. Uh, Lowell. <laughs> hold on. Did you say Dead? Lowell. You said Tried Lowell Dead. Dean? His name is Lowell Dean. Same difference. <laughs> I wrote Dead on my notes. I... <laughs> What is wrong with you? A lot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's Lowell. early. Normally, we're just almost starting our podcast by this hour of the evening. Yeah, we started way early tonight. This is why we're. This is why I'm thrown off because <laughs> Mike is. Mike still isn't awake. We usually <laughs> don't get rolled until like 10:30, 11 o'clock at night, and we started at what 8 p.m. today. So I think so. So, yeah. so Lowell Dean directed this movie. Lowell dead. We'll just, <laughs> Lowell we'll just, dead. We'll just stick with it. Lowell dead. Um, and he hasn't actually. Done, he only, only other movies that he did is like another Wolf Cop. So he did the sequel, which is fun. Um, but nothing else he's big. Not, he's not telling you that he did another Wolf Cop movie. Like that's actually the, the name actual of the title sequel of the sequel is another un- yeah. Wolf Cop. And the dude, did you see? Not, before we get into this one though, did you see the poster for another Wolf Cop? It's the poster for Cobra with Stallone. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a red, and Where, it's him, and and it's him like with its big belt buckle. And he's got the gun, the gun up. up in front of That's, him. Yeah. It's that only. It's the wolf cop. Oh no! Shit. And it's the same font and everything. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. That's awesome. Um. Anyway, so wolf cop, uh, starring a guy named Leo Farad, uh, Fafard. 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 What is wrong with you? Why can't you read? <laughs> Don't make fun of the poor guy because he doesn't know how to read. His name is Leo Drafade. 
Listen, loud dead cast to these guys. <laughs> Leo Fafard. Uh, played Wolf Cop slash Lou Garou. Which I pointed this out to Mike. I don't know if he... Did you, did you notice this at first? I didn't notice it at first. As soon as you said the name, though, I knew what you were talking about. I, they, he's, he's an officer, and you see the nameplate on his desk, and I go, oh, his name is Lou Garou. And if you does that does that sound familiar to you? Sounds at all, like Rougarou. Rougarou, yes, yeah. That's your point. The roller coaster. And which Rougarou is actually the? It's a. I, if I'm not mistaken, south, I'll have to right? look, I think it's like the Creole name for uh, a werewolf. A werewolf. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. the swamp werewolf or something like that. Yep. So um, anyway, yeah. So so this is this movie is about a cop who is the best kind of cop. He's a total alcoholic. He <laughs> is terrible at his job. Doesn't give a shit about anything. And uh, he happens upon this, like, satanic ritual out in the woods, and they turn him into a werewolf. For reasons unknown. For, 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 because they Be, want to. Because they forgot to shoot the scene that explained why that he forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but unlike RoboCop, they're like, well, no, fuck you. We're not, going, we're not giving you any He's more money. He's just a werewolf, damn it, all right? He's just a werewolf. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. The movie is, is about him uh, becoming a werewolf and then being the most badass drunk werewolf in the world. I mean, they, they really set it up in the beginning to where, like, you see you see a full day of, of uh, Lou's life where he wakes up hung over next to some chick he doesn't know uh gets ready really quick He's like two hours late to work <laughs> gets ready real quick slams another beer before he goes to work gets into his cruiser promptly pukes out the door like heads into work his his chief knows that he's gonna be late like he's just he's just kind of a piece of shit didn't drive a taurus in this one uh didn't drive a taurus <laughs> no. no this was actually more like a 1975 like something box. it was it was, like, it was like three refrigerator boxes just kind of <laughs> just pieced together um yeah i i, I this movie is unlike any other werewolf movie i've ever seen and i'm sure on purpose if you've ever seen the movie oh sure but um what what i loved about it is that after he transformed into the into the werewolf um he was conscious most werewolf movies, they're not conscious. You know, like they turn into the animal, and then once they once morning comes and they transform back into the human, they don't remember anything. Right. He actually talks as the werewolf. He's like an actual character. Yeah. And I, you don't see that very often in werewolf movies. The first couple, and it's awesome. The first couple times he turns, he doesn't remember. Well, he he only remembers little snippets from yeah. the night before. And I almost wonder if it's because he wasn't drinking those first couple nights, because it almost seems like because. Once he there's there's one there's one night where there's another dude in town who kind of realizes what's going on, and mm-hmm. he's the best character in the entire movie. By the way, um, was that uh, his name was Willie, right? Mm-hmm. Willie Higgins, played by Jonathan Cherry. I yep. don't know if he's really done anything else, but uh, he's he's just kind of this. Uh, he's like a regular good old boy, but then at the same time, he's he's this type of guy who believes in. Uh, like the the dealings of the occult and like he bigfoot and stuff and like, bigfoot yeah. and like and aliens and stuff so he he's always suspecting that he's there's me weird thing yeah he's basically mike <laughs> except for with a, a good mustache and uh probably way cooler and there's so no, no, there's no problem with that. and so he he locks he locks lou up in a in a cell one night to film the change mm-hmm. and uh I, I, like what I was saying, it seems like once he starts drinking as a werewolf, that's when he kind of becomes more aware of 
yeah, what he's and even doing. after his first transformation, he's he like is just clamoring for booze. <clears throat> and in all fairness, though, he was drinking before the very first time. That's true. He was drinking, so I think, I think the booze just make him better. Let's discuss his first transformation. <laughs> oh my God. Once. Before we do that, can you please transform my empty beer into a new in a full beer? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting two movies to get a new beer just so that I can say that. <laughs> there were probably so many better things you could have come up with. Probably, probably. Um, so. He uh, he's at a bar, and and they've closed down they've closed down shop for the night. Mm-hmm. So he he realizes he's like the bartender who's this hot babe wants to have a little alone time with him. Coit. <laughs> uh, yeah, she wants to coit, and uh, <laughs> and he excuses himself because he feels like he's about to be sick. So he runs down into the to to the bathroom, pukes in the sink, and then he turns around and he goes to take a piss, and then he looks down and he starts pissing blood. And this is the first the first shot that you see of the transformation is just his gross werewolf. chubby dick in his hands. No, this is before, oh, yeah. this is even before the werewolf dick. You see his human <laughs> dick in his hands and then about about 15 seconds into this piss you just see a werewolf cock bust out of his human cock. <laughs> it's like it's molting its skin and it's this this giant hairy black wolf cock just sep- like like spits out of his dick. It's so so the way they're making it. They're like, you guys know what would be really cool here? That show is penis. Let's show the werewolf penis. Let's not show like his hands turning to hair in his face. We'll show his well, penis. In all fairness, Stupid. in all fairness. No, in all fairness, they did show the rest of the transformation and it was a really good transformation yeah, for a werewolf. Cool. Like his his skin literally melts off of his body. It well, like, rips you know what? That rips body. off. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, what I meant that's the extra scene they shot when they lost time to shoot the, the original one of why he was getting turned into a werewolf. The Dixie. <laughs> no, um, it's, it, it's so, like, I neither one of us were expecting it, so we're like, oh, God, his dick. Yeah, no. It was, it was pretty epic. It was, that's something that, like, that's a that's a subject that no, no one else has ever tackled, though. Mm-hmm. Like, a werewolf has a dick, too. And they finally tackled it. I, in all fairness, and it though, was beautiful. <laughs> I've seen a lot of naked werewolves in my day in movies. I don't think I've ever seen. They usually don't werewolf do dicks. they? Yeah, they're all they're all eunuchs. What's the <laughs> what's what's the deal, guys? Why aren't why aren't we being realistic with our depictions of werewolves in movies? It's kind of offensive to real wer- werewolves. It's like in uh, Jurassic World. Did you ever see an asshole on any one of those dinosaurs? How do they shit? Oh, man. I don't know. But Seriously, it's... pay attention next time. There's no assholes in those dinosaurs. <laughs> well, in, in, the, in, in the first Jurassic Park, when they're checking out the Triceratopses on the ground, that is don't one, they reach up in there? You're that right. That is one You're big right. pile so of So Triceratops shit. have assholes. So Triceratops Werewolves do. do not. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyway, back to, back to Wolf Cop. It turns out, uh, spoilers. Actually, should we give... How many spoilers? This is a newer movie. Should we... Yeah, this movie, well, it came out in 2014. Let's put it this way. The townspeople are not all they appear to be. We'll say that. Some of them, yeah. Some of them are not all that they appear to be. Um, and then you have... Which which becomes pretty obvious early on in the movie. Sure, sure. I still don't want to give anything away, though, for, for certain characters. Not right. everybody, but certain characters. Right. Um, I, 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 uh, uh, Tina, the other cop, we, we, we haven't even mentioned her yet. She's basically Lou's partner. And she hates Lou because she's basically doing all of his job for him all the time. Uh, she becomes a little bit keen sort of to what's going on. She has her own transformation in this movie. Uh, the the longer her hair gets, the hotter she becomes. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the uh, 
What's that movie with Freddie Prince Jr. and and Rachel? Oh, uh, she's all that. Yeah, they made fun of it. Yeah, she's it's the she's all that syndrome where the 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 ugly girl with with a ponytail and glasses takes off her glasses and lets down her hair, and, and suddenly, suddenly she's, she's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> pretty amazing. Um, so this this movie is, is ridiculous, like, and and it's and it's supposed to be ridiculous. It was made to be exactly what it was, you know. Um, yeah, it's not really supposed to be a good movie per se no you're right it's supposed to be an amazing movie and it completely <laughs> succeeds okay <laughs> it's not a good movie but it in that like it's not i don't, I don't I, i'm confused to why you say it wasn't a good movie because i watched it with you and you were laughing at it hysterically you enjoyed it so what about that is bad I just it's no I enjoyed it just because I enjoyed it doesn't mean it's a good movie well but I just it, mean it's like it's not like a masterpiece of a movie or anything but if but if it was exactly what it was supposed to be subjectively it was good because I liked it okay but I could see where a lot of people would think that it's a really shitty movie not, I'm not interested in everybody else's opinions I'm interested in your opinion I don't like you very much that's I can't help you I think that uh, I think that your hair looks kind of stupid today. That's about it. I like my hair. No, I like this hair. <laughs> my fiance cuts his hair, asshole. Sorry, it Sarah. looks great. <laughs> no, I, I no. Overall, I th- I thought it was really it was fun. It was a, just a really good fun romp through the woods. There you go. Getting all occulty and stuff like that. All right, what was your what was your favorite part of it though? Um, pretty much everything that had to do with Willie Higgins. Like he's just his his character is kind of what made the entire. He had a lot if, of good one-liners throughout the entire movie. I will say this: if he if he wasn't in the movie, the movie would be a lot less good. Good. Yes, it would no, be no, a lot less good. No, I I completely agree with you. He was the glue that kind of held everything together. Right. Um. And 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 that's okay. Like like that. Every movie has that one character. Oh, he yeah. was that character. No, totally. He was like. Um, I mean, the whole movie was pretty funny, but he was. Like, the con- he he for all intents and purposes he was the comic relief sure sure of the movie there's, there's a scene where he goes out with him like the wolf the wolf is behind the jail cell for his uh Lou is in, in a jail cell during his transformation and Willie is like tape recording him and when Lou wants to get out he just opens the gate <laughs> it doesn't hold him at all <laughs> like, and he takes a call there's a call for a robbery at a liquor store and they show it to the liquor store and the first thing he does Lou gets out of the car. And basically attacks a dude behind the van, and <laughs> Willie's just sitting in the car watching Wolf Cop tear this guy apart. He goes, "Well, that's excessive." <laughs> like, like, like the, the delivery of his lines are fucking hilarious. Like they're, they're they just take the cake. It was the I think it was the accent. It was like the good old boy accent. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he kind of he reminded me a little bit of uh, um, Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. No, Jason uh, is that his name? Jason Lee from My yep. Name Is Earl. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. That character reminded me a lot of yes, Earl from My Name it. Is Earl. I can absolutely so. see it. I mean, he had the handlebar mustache, and the <laughs> yeah. like, it was it was pretty epic. <laughs> but no, it was it was cool. I just you know there were a couple, I I guess would you call them twists? What's a twist? What a twist? <laughs> uh sure. Yeah, the reveals it, at the end. There was one that I called from the very beginning that she was gonna bang the wolf. Yep. That well, that yeah. <laughs> That happens. There's there's a wolfy love making scene in this. There is a wolfy love making. And I scene. did find out. It said on um, in a little bit of the trivia that I was reading about this movie. She did use a body double. Stunt rack. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we called it right away too. We're like, oh, they're not showing those those beautiful 
pearls on her chest next to her face. <laughs> they ain't showing it. That's a stunt rack. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening to this and this offends you, but this is the kind of stuff we talk about while we're watching well, movies. I, I, well, I told James that. I said, when we're, when we're watching this movie, I go, this movie is over the top and ridiculous and just kind of filthy in its own right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there better be some gratuitous nudity in this movie because that's the kind of movie this is. Like, <laughs> And there was in the form of a big old wolf dick. <laughs> For all the things this movie showed, though, like if they don't show a nice pair of breasticles, those <laughs> breasticles, I'm gonna be a little upset because that's the kind of movie this is. It's like it's like if you go into a Friday the Thirteenth movie, and you don't see any tits. You're like what the fuck? <laughs> I want to see some tits. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 kind of like. Hmm. That's your that's your ringtone, Michael. Yeah, that's he, also my work calling me. Mike Mike is uh, Mike not only didn't <laughs> didn't mute his phone, but now the now the whole world or at least eighty five of you know that <laughs> forty forty <laughs> at least forty of you know that Mike actually has deepest, deepest bluest. bluest. My head is like a shark's fin as his ringtone. Hey man. He's just the biggest Deep Blue Sea fan that you will ever find. No, I'm the biggest LL fan. Okay. <laughs> and you picked that song? Damn straight. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> I think that's a sign that we should probably wrap this up. Probably is. And call oh. the old lady from the church back that's calling you from... <laughs> Fuck that. It's at at like, 1140, yeah. 1045 yeah, at night. Fucking job. <laughs> I hate that damn place. Um, anyway, um, yeah, that's that's Cops. <laughs> That's that's Wolf Cop and those are cops in horror movies. There's are there really a, a lot of other cop horror movies? I mean, there's cops in well, horror movies. Yeah. I was really trying when we were doing this episode. I really wanted every movie to be called something cop. And you nailed it. And I nailed it. <laughs> so there it is. Um, we are actually we're going to be taking a week off. Yes, uh, uh, oh, I meant to mention this at the beginning of the hour, and I completely forgot about it. Well, you forgot about it. J. Rogers. Gonna be gone for a week. Where are you going? Boston. Boston. For, for a wedding. Boston. You going? Oh, for a wedding. Mm-hmm. To attend or to? To attend. Okay, right on. Are you getting married in Boston? Not getting married in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so, so J. Rod will be gone. We're gonna take a week off. Uh, it kind of works out to our advantage because when we come back for episode fifty-one, it will actually be like landing right on our one year. Pretty much, it, it, anniversary. The, the closest release date to our year. <clears throat> we right. released our first episode on August twenty-second. 2016 right so uh, i i don't know what the yeah, date is when it we get really it'll be so, close to that though and that's going to be our one year celebration and by that time we're all going to have cute little matching tattoos maybe uh we'll see if we can get in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh that being said though uh we have something uh we have something planned that they're actually believe it or not some people have actually been waiting for this um believe it or not like your roommate? Is that who no, you're talking no, about? No, we have, Everybody has been because somebody, it hasn't been done yet. I, I've been told by somebody on Horror Mino that they've been waiting because we talk about this certain franchise oh, quite a bit. Okay. And they have been waiting for our retrospective on it. And we are going to do that. And it'll, it'll be lining up with not only our one year, but also it'll be the closest thing to Mike's birthday. That's because true. Mike's birthday is tomorrow. It's literally tomorrow. So, well, uh, well, not if you're listening to this on Sunday. It's Friday. Oh, Your yeah. birthday is on so, Friday. <laughs> yeah. By the time you listen to this, I will already be old. Mike's birthday is tomorrow, and in celebration, we're going to go see the Gin Blossoms in yeah, Detroit yeah. for free. I'm sorry, say that again? Gin Blossoms, <laughs> not the Gin Blossoms. We're going to go see Gin Blossoms in Detroit for free. Yeah, and just a good time. drink our heads off and have a good time. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to 
we're gonna have a good hopefully a good episode for yeah. it. Yeah, no, it'll be good. <laughs> uh and uh as a little teaser to get your get your saliva <laughs> going a little bit. Get that we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna end the show with a quote from said franchise. I didn't so, know that, but no, we're doing it. Let's do it. We're doing it. So if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, and Horror Amino at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. And if you want to find us on the Twitters, you can find us at the Buzzed Kill PC. Look for Raj at Google.com. Yeah. Follow on Ocean <laughs> at Ocean Recording on all social media, www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's all, boys. All right, gentlemen. <clears throat> well, good time. Don't get arrested on your way home tonight, Mike. What when you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Bad boys. Oh, you bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? Ha, ha, ha.